Please be aware everything said in this episode is personal opinion and personal experience. There is a trigger warning for conversation of diet culture, misinformation and chronic illness. Let's be controversial. Welcome to season three, episode four of the Gynae Waiting Room. Today, we're going to be talking all about some controversial shit. I'm Grace. I'm Bri. And let's do this. Let's do this. Um, If you can't hack it, leave. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, today we're going to be talking about our experience and our thoughts on Endo Awareness Month because we're mm. currently filming this in Endo Awareness Month. It's going to be going up in Endo, Endo Awareness Month, yeah. and it's not sitting right with me this year. If no. I'm being honest, um, I mean, last year I had my Endo page, but I wasn't really as active on mm-hmm. there as I am now. Um, but yeah, yeah, this year I just have quite different views about it. Whether it's because there's been a lot of shit that's gone down in the community yeah. Yeah. the past year. And the toxicness, I guess, that the community yeah. is at times. But we've got a fucking chronic illness. I'm, yeah. I'm gathering if you're here, you either have got a chronic illness or you know someone with a chronic illness. Yeah. Um, there should be one month to raise no. awareness that one's a chronic illness. To like preface it and like put like a little bit of like a disclaimer before we say all of this. Like we obviously, it's amazing that there is a month that that is dedicated to us because even though it's not spoken about it's actually a really fucking common condition and it's great to like break the stigma but with having endometriosis and being very active on or as active as we can be on social media raising awareness every single day or every other day or whatever the month doesn't really change what you know we're not just in pain for the month it's not it doesn't only happen then it's not like that's the only month that, that we raise awareness and I think not only that but it also gives the platform for people to share misinformation and that's something that we're going to be talking about a lot like so we're not ungrateful that we have a month but it's not just a month for us it's our whole lives and it's going to be the rest yeah. of our lives and also 100%. as I said it gives the wrong people a space to say the wrong things and it's not right and not only people not only people who are just you know they uh, maybe have endo themselves or have opinions on endo it's also um charities and um pages that class themselves as um I don't know endometriosis like awareness pages is like in groups of people Mm -hmm. like they also spread misinformation so it's just having that awareness of like just checking your facts like if you think you have endo or you know someone who has endo and you read something that says always double check the facts that you've just read because they might not be true basically 100% and also it's like we're not we're not ungrateful for our platforms either like I'm so grateful for mine we're so grateful for like this podcast like it's both yeah our absolute like passion yeah and we love this like platform so much and we love and I feel like we feel like we can say this on this platform because we feel like you guys now know us quite well mm-hmm. yeah. like we don't sugarcoat shit like no. I mean if exactly. you've listened to any of our episodes before you know that we're nice people mm-hmm. times <laughs> um but we're also like so passionate on 
endometriosis getting the mm-hmm. right media coverage it getting the the correct information out there like yeah, basically, exactly. like not the misinformation no and it's also like you could have end up having a really good month in March yeah exactly yeah and I think like I there's like a big thing and I think it like I've really struggled so far with this month so last last year for end awareness month I basically did like a post for people in the community like every day or every other day I did a post for like a profile post of someone in the community and they basically answered questions that I gave them and I edited all the images and I put them up on like a edit and I made that's how we became friends yeah exactly and I made it all like neat and I made it all perfect and I felt really pressured to have one out like all the time and I remember like Mm -hmm. last year I was in A&E like twice in March so I missed out a lot of posts and I felt really guilty and I felt like I had to do it and then that was a lot of work to do like I was literally like editing things every single day and then this year Mm. I was like I want to still like raise awareness and like show show off pages I want to like get the word out about other pages that you should like people should follow and like people who like give the right information but at the same time like I found the same thing again like I just feel like it's getting the time and energy with brain fog as well to then have to like do that and I think I'm just being a lot better this year at just being like do you know what I went away for the weekend over the first weekend of like end awareness month it's not going to happen and that's fine like I'll just do it when I do it like it's just it's just something to do but also I feel like there is like a thing that you feel like you have to do loads of end awareness month but we're posting almost every other day throughout the year like it's not it's no different to us so in a sense like obviously we want to raise awareness but at the same time we've got a whole page from you know I've had my page for two years in June I think it is like it's not like that's go back and look at our old like we're always posting like it's always good to scroll down if there's nothing on our pages like we shouldn't feel like we have to just constantly post information on in the month because we 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 feel the need to post information throughout the year continuously and it's also like we don't want to make a post just because it's end of awareness yeah, month. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, yeah. I've definitely struggled. Like, the first post I put in March, I was like, I need to address it somehow because I, yeah. I don't just want to, like, completely pretend like it's not here. But then yeah. also, <clears throat> I literally think I put in my post, like, I'm grateful that there's a month, but yeah. the, if we only get one month every year, yeah, raise exactly. awareness, and that's the only time that any media outlet are gonna say anything about the condition. Like, we're never gonna get anywhere. Yeah, this is like fully my post for like endo awareness month. I, I won't read it all, but um, my first post was just like basically saying that you know, I want to recognize how great it is to have a platform and everything, but on the other hand of things, like this month is not different to any other month in our years of life. Um, we always spend time trying to raise awareness online word by mouth whatever um and then I just said like endometriosis won't just last this month it's a lifelong condition and we constantly have dark days so like this doesn't just mean that like this is it and I think that's like such an important thing to like recognize and also another thing to recognize is that just because you know it's great to raise awareness but at the moment nothing's changing so let's try and raise the correct awareness awareness just so people can maybe understand their condition a bit more because they're not getting help and support from people who are supposed to help and support them so it's just it's like a tricky one I think it's like and and like Bryce said it's like there's been a lot going on in the fact of like misinformation and like really bizarre people are just posting I'm not sure really funny the I feel weirdest like, 
pain like, like in the most I, brutal way people are just posting shit like they're just they're grasping yeah they're just grasping to get something out there because it's endo awareness month that they're actually posting shit like there's nothing it doesn't make it's sense. it's not informative it doesn't make sense and it's sometimes really insensitive like we'll go through some posts that we've seen but bloody hell like it's just not like i just don't understand why people feel the need to like spread crazy things but you know we'll get yeah. onto that but it like infuriates both of us so we'll enjoy this episode a, we're gonna be a bit angry um, a bit savage i feel like we're gonna kick this episode off i've literally just googled the top five most common endometriosis myths that are displayed in the media yeah so i'll read them out um we can have a little chat about them i mean most of them we've already covered mm-hmm. um in this podcast before but considering we're talking about it all today mm-hmm. just a touch base um so the first one is the symptoms are just a heavy period, which is better than endometriosis is just a heavy period because yeah. this just goes into the symptoms. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. we've learned something there. Yeah. yeah, still not a million percent. But it's still not correct. Yeah. Um, it's not just... Heavy periods are like 0.5% just... of the symptoms of endometriosis. And once you're on like yeah. the pill or the coil or like... Yeah, you don't have the heavy periods anymore. Like... You, yeah. you still get them but not yeah. all the time it's not like, like it was before like i can you, literally think yeah. of like 10 symptoms straight like that yeah exactly and none of them include heavy periods like no, exactly yeah you've got a th- and then i was gonna say something but it leads on to another one mm-hmm. endometriosis only affects the pelvic region which where i was going is you've got yeah. to think it's not just it's a whole body disease at yeah. the end of the day like this is like what really annoys me is like and like kind of bringing into a post in this I saw someone post basically saying like like statement that endometriosis is a gynecological condition and I think we have to if we're going to raise awareness and we're going to try and get out of this stigma we have to we have to raise awareness that this is not a gynecological condition yes it happens to women and those who were assigned female at birth so therefore you know that yeah they 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 do have a gut it does kind of stem from the gynae issue but it's not a gynecological issue because it is not in the gynae region it can be on your lungs it can be on your diaphragm it can be on your bladder it can be on your bowels your bowels aren't gynecological so why are we calling it a gynecological condition it can be on your fucking brain exactly it's been known to been fine on your brain like you're not gonna get a fucking fanny doctor looking at your brain (laughs) exactly at the end of the day like it's just like i i think this is like such a big thing like and I think if people take a step back and actually realise, oh shit, this can actually affect your brain and your lungs and your breathing, like, well, this isn't just a gynae condition and let's come away from that. If we want more understanding and we want to raise awareness and get the message out there, we need to stop calling this a gynae condition because it, it is not a gynae condition. No. <laughs> like it happens because you have the hormones that a female or someone that was assigned a female at birth has, but it doesn't affect it. In fact, yeah like your uterus is probably the only thing that is safe <laughs> like <laughs> it affects your ovaries so yeah that's gynecological but outside of that it's your pelvis well, yeah okay gyne gynees look in your pelvis but it's your bowels your bladder your liver your kidneys any organ you can think of it has probably grown there in the in the past like there'll be a study it has grown there so yeah next yeah. one is one that grinds my gears like it's probably the one that pisses me off the most on yeah. instagram we've spoken about this before me and grace are very well on our instagram we've had a good mm-hmm. day we've had a bad day well it's endo is always painful and yes it's in the top 10 most painful conditions of the world but no 
you are not in crippling pain every second of every yeah. day. You might have weeks of pain, but <clears throat> and you're like, and I get, yeah, you're probably not in as much pain when you take your pain relief, right? Get that understood. Yeah. It's pain relief. It's doing its job most of the time, but you do get times where you, it's not always, yeah, you always probably like ache or, but yeah. it's not always. I saw like, a really good post for this the other day. Yeah. And, I think um, we saw the same one. Yeah. It's like, um, I'm actually going to shout them out because I mean, the person who posted it was at chronically underscore brave, but yeah, the person who same. made the picture or like the edit was at chronically meh, M-E-H. Um, but it's like baseline versus fair up. And baseline is mm-hmm. I always have these symptoms, whether it's pain, fatigue, light sounds, male sensitivity, irritation. Obviously, this is just like chronic illness overall. Baseline still, I'm in pain, but I don't need any medication or rest or and it is uncomfortable and tiring, but it's my it's my normal and I can function. And then versus flare up, it is when my pain and other symptoms increase from baseline and more symptoms add to the list. I definitely need medication and rest. I can't function at all, can't cook, clean, work, or socialize. So yeah, we have I think it's just remembering that like we're used to being in pain we're used to like the excruciating crippling side of pain that actually our normal might be painful to the normal person and you know who's normal but the normal person but it to us it's just like the normal thing like it's just average yeah and it it might just be an ache or a twinge or it might just be that we're tired that day but that's just you know it might just be a symptom that comes with that endo but it's very very minimal compared to like a flare-up so it's just yeah that's the thing like Like, it yeah it's it's saying endo is always painful is like well if you read someone like if someone asks me like how bad your pain get i'll be like fucking awful yeah exactly it doesn't mean it's all the time yeah and it's not like like, some people on social media only do posts on the community only do posts when they're having a bad day we've spoken about this before like we feel guilty we feel guilty when we post that we've like gone out for the day or whatever because like yeah we get people like oh well it can't be that bad then well no we're not allowed to live a life like if we wake up that day and we're actually like oh my pain is manageable today I could take an aproxin instead of my oral morph and like I you know I'll be good for the day or like I'll be good for half a day like oh I can put my tens machine just to take off that little bit of an edge that I've got today mm. it, oh it feels a bit weird after eating my lunch or whatever I'll put my tens machine on for a bit but then I'm fine because that's just like what we used to but we can still go out we can still have fun we're not we're not saying that we're unable to walk or breathe or go to the toilet on our own every single day but yeah the days that it happens it is like that we can't go to the toilet on our own we can't get out of bed like it's it's just like any illness you have good days and bad days like it's Mm. it's the same with anything like even terminal illnesses like people have good days like that's just the way it is like there's there's no reason why you can't have a day out like it's like saying someone with a mental like mental health or like an anxiety disorder like where you must always be anxious like well they probably are 80 percent of the time like take it from me but like so yeah they're anxious 8% of the time 20% of the time they're okay and probably another 20% of the time they're masking it yeah exactly yeah I get that it's coming from a good place that whole like it's always painful but I think that's actually quite a damaging image especially to people that aren't diagnosed yet or like don't know Mm -hmm. about endo and you're putting that out there like oh this condition is always painful because like if I heard that before I got yeah I was quite naive before I got my diagnosis like I'm not gonna lie I, I think was quite naive is, yeah I hadn't done I think 
if I was in the position now and not had a diagnosis, I'd be shit scared to get the diagnosis. Yeah, exactly. But back yeah. then, I hadn't really done much research. No. Like, I kind of knew about it. I kind of. But if someone told me that like, you're going to be in pain every day for the rest of your life, yeah, it's like when we went to Wicked. Yeah, like we had the best time, and we were yeah. both, you know, we got home and we were literally yeah, exactly. on the train on the way home, and we both looked at each other and went, "Ormoth." Yeah. Um, I mean, the bottle of wine that tastes like shit kind of yeah. did the job for a little bit until yeah, we got home. Yeah. Um, but it, it is that sort of like, you're not in pain all the time. You're not in crippling pain. Like you do get up, you do go to work, but then you also learn to live with it. And then on the other hand, you get where it's like, oh, well, you seem okay today. It's like, because I mask mm. it or I'm so used to the crippling pain that actually- or I'm- Jenny just having a yeah. fucking good day. Yeah, or this pain is just like easy. Like <laughs> I'd rather be like, you know, sometimes I actually think like I'd rather have a freaking stomach bug for a week than have like my crippling flare ups because like that would be easy. Like that is like a walk in the park, basically, because it is yeah. we have that when we have a flare up, we can have stomach bug symptoms on top of like yeah. UTI symptoms, on top of period symptoms and everything like all these like organ problems like on top of each other. For yeah. like three weeks to a month sometimes like that's how long a flare-up can be but at the end of that flare-up you'll find that you have a day where you're actually like whoa I'm having a good day today like, like you wake up it. and you're yeah. like nice exactly like- and like that's kind of like it was with Wicked like we got up we were excited and normally like like sometimes I get really stressed and I know like everyone does like you do too like when you are preempting that you've got to be well yeah. for a day like then you stress yourself out and you like almost bring on a flare-up but like we were really excited we were like getting ready together like obviously we had twinges but like it was nothing like I think we also spent the day doing yeah fuck all we literally chilled out we literally stayed in bed until like five o'clock yeah exactly watched like a movie we watched yeah exactly and then we spent like a while getting ready then we got the training went up like so but then the next day we were also both like fuck yeah we need a nap like yeah exactly yeah it, it, it is like that and it it's not the nicest way to live but like times like that you're like okay I still have a quality of life yeah like, and also like that's the thing like I think we accept that it, sometimes to have a good day we have to have the following day or the day before just chilling out so we can make sure we have enough energy and we don't mm. put ourselves into a flare-up by doing too much but like doesn't mean that that we definitely will be in a flare-up it just means that maybe we're tired because that's a big symptom yeah. of any chronic illness is fatigue so you know it might just be that we're just tired because our bodies aren't used to us doing so much because we were in a flare-up the week before and we haven't been out since like it's just having that like thing of like just because it is just because pain is a massive symptom doesn't mean that is the only symptom that we have from this chronic illness if that makes sense yeah for sure okay so the next one is endo can be prevented which it cannot obviously no. it's a myth yeah um i feel like there is more studies coming out now about mm. how like how endo comes about but I, I don't think there's any rhyme or reason why you get endo it's no. cards you fucking yeah. dealt at the end of the day and at the end of the day like yeah you, i've been dealt these cards like i can take one road and just let it affect the rest of my life and yeah exactly not do anything or i can take the other road yeah, you know, and work for it. Do and your like, best. Yeah, exactly. That analogy is such a trauma analogy, and I'm sorry I put that on everyone. <laughs> like, if anyone's ever had yeah. trauma therapy, you would have heard that before. Yeah, but that's definitely one that I live by. Like, I can wake up every morning and be like, "Okay, I can call in sick to work, shut my curtains, and I, be in a depressive pit." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I can just 
cry but then when payday comes around i'm the one that's going to be struggling yeah exactly and yeah some days you do have to call in sick but it's like you can literally wake up and i i hate being like wake up and choose to be happy but like at, at some days you do physically have to wake up and just fight the battle in your head yeah like and some days it is a battle in your head to be like this day is gonna fucking be shit and i'm gonna be in pain but yeah. i'm not in that much pain that i can't do it like the amount of days i've had in the past like week where i've actually had to wake up and be like I'm in pain, yeah. I'm struggling, I've got a UTI, I feel sick constantly. Yeah. But I can work today. Yeah, like, definitely. I don't want to. <clears throat> yeah. Like, I would rather be in bed. Yeah, exactly. But I also, I feel like for me sometimes I'm like, I could be in bed today, but what about if next week I actually can't go to yeah, bed? Yeah, that's literally me as well. I think I had a week, like a couple of weeks ago, where I was just literally like every morning I woke up and I was like, I just don't think I can do this. And then I like worked from home, like went in the office and then the next day... I was meant to be working from home like after I was in the office and I literally pushed through the whole week and I literally woke up and I was like I, ca- I cannot move like I think this is now telling me like you did you did well not like not calling in sick those few days but this is the day that you're you, you need to sleep like and I yeah. think that's just like that's the main thing like you've really got to like weigh up okay like I actually probably could manage work today but as you said like what about in four days time or next week when I really won't be able to manage it and then I'll have to have another sick day like it's just doing it like trying your best even if you literally go in for half a day and you really can't do it and then come home but obviously like I'm such a big like advocate for if you need the time off have the time off like health is more important than anything else but at the same time as you get older and as you have more responsibilities it is more it's more of a battle in your head of what's the right thing to do and I think I'm starting to get a lot better at being like I can't I can't not work so I'm just gonna do what I need to do I feel like that be literally like dosing up and like on the other hand like I'm also like now I'm in a job where it's much easier not not easier but it's much like more possible for me to work when I am in pain because I can work from home and I can sit there with my heat pad on or I can do like half a day in the office come back take my strong pain relief and then start work again like it's very like a lot more flexible whereas in my old job I had the looming anxiety every day of going in and having to care for patients and being in pain like it just wasn't working for me and I think like the anxiety on top of the actual real life symptoms was just heightening everything and I was like it's just too much and I was getting so stressed about how much time I was having off as well and I was feeling so guilty and now I'm in a situation where I'm able to push through more things because I don't feel so much pressure on me to like I have to be well all the time yeah no, I think we're the same in that respect. Like, we are the first person to tell each other, like, you need to rest. Yeah, exactly. But then yeah. we're also the first person to tell each other to fuck off and like, say that. Yeah. And you can do it. Because yeah, I'll be like, exactly, yeah. Like, because the amount of times in the past week, Grace has been like, Bri, literally fucking go to bed. Like, I was like, go to A&E. Not... I know it's horrible, literally. but go. You're literally. This was you're like the day bus- before, the day before you, the ambulance came and you almost had sepsis. <laughs> I was like, I think it sounds like you should go to hospital. And you're like, no, I'm fine. And then the next day you're like, so I'm, an ambulance is coming because I might have sepsis. I was like, I did tell you to go to hospital. <laughs> yeah, that was a moment when the ambulance got here. Like, how long, how long have you been seen like this? And I was like, a week. And they were like, yeah like I should have known better like 
But also, it's because we're so traumatised by any A&E experience that we've ever had to do with endometriosis or any, like, like, the minute you go in and you say, I've got endometriosis, they completely write you off and they make you sit there for 10 hours and give you a bit of pain relief. And then they're like, oh, see you later. We can't do anything for you. And it's like, you can literally stay okay. at home, yeah. take more stronger pain relief yeah, exactly. than going to A and E, which is why I literally refuse to go there because yeah. I can literally stay at home, at least be comfortable in my own yeah, bed. Exactly, Not take more in a pain relief yeah. than they're going to offer me. Yeah, take the correct pain relief. Take my anti sickness. Like, be at home yeah. like, with my com- like my home comforts. So yeah, you, exactly. Like, if I was to take all my home comforts into hospital, I'd have to pack up my whole fucking house. Like, yeah, exactly. That's the I mean, thing, like, like, I think I had, like, the amount of hospital A&E visits that I've had that have absolutely traumatised me, like, and mm-hmm. I'm being real for a second, like, I'm not just saying, like, oh, they traumatised me, like, it actually traumatised me yeah. to the point where, like, I have lost a lot of faith in any, like, person, like, I feel really, I've got a lot of walls up when I meet another professional, healthcare professional, or I just don't trust that they're going to help me. And um, obviously that's a me problem, but it's true. Like I literally went to the, went to the hospital. I am the problem. I went to the hospital and um, I got told by um, a doctor that they sent me up to the gynae unit and um, it was like a day unit. It wasn't a ward. And I sat in the consultation room and they told me a gynae doctor was going to see me, but the gynae doctor never came, and it was actually just a GP who was covering. I was like, brilliant! And he I came know. in and basically he came in and basically said to me like, "You need to get over it. You can't be in this much pain." And then I like literally was like so fed up and traumatized that I started crying my eyes out. And I was like, was it a bloke by any chance? Yeah, I was like, "You're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. Like, please help me. Like, I'm literally in so much pain." And he literally told me to calm. He like shouted at me and said, "Calm down." I was like okay and then I, and then mm-hmm. he left and I just I, I literally said to him please can you leave the room and he left the room and then the nurse and don't like the gynae nurse came in and literally was like what can I do I'm gonna get you food I'm gonna get you a drink have some peppermint tea and then she was like I'm gonna talk to the matron and like try and get your referral like go faster and if it wasn't for her I wouldn't have had my second surgery yet like I fully believe if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have had my second <laughs> surgery yet, even though it wasn't fucking successful. But anyway. We're <laughs> <laughs> good, eh? Yeah, did they like, even open you up? We don't know. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, mean well, I, they fucking did because they didn't stitch your fucking yeah, wounds exactly. and then they, they kept opening up. Open. And I kept getting calls like, what do I do? My my scars open and there's blood everywhere. I was like, well, you need to get some stereo strips. What are those? It was so bad though, wasn't it? Like, it, it was, was bad. literally and like it got gaping open. I, was like... I literally saw like my fucking flesh. I was like, this is so and my fatty like layers. I was like, no, I can't do this. I'm not I'm no, not good yeah. with that kind of stuff at all. And I was like, Mum, look Whereas at this. Whereas me, I was like, show me that's so yeah, cool. Show me. I was like, yeah, I'll open it up for you if you want. Mm, oh, cheeky. Stop not been long since but, a girl yeah. said that to me. Um, yeah, just um, you know, we love we love myths and we love shitty people who don't listen to us but yeah live love love um let's talk about some posts right so the first post that springs to my mind is someone the other day posted a lovely little post on the old instagram let me just get the photo up on my phone um i believe grace has sent it to me we're all here for talking about it but i'm not going to out no, to get hate because if you've listened to our previous episode you've known that i've had enough of that lately yeah exactly um but it's basically, in the terms of things, it was saying how to 
approach an appointment, which is fine. I yeah. love the basis of that sort of post. Like, yeah. be educated. Like, mm-hmm. know what you're going in to talk about. Mm-hmm. Know what you want. Because nine times out of ten, they're going to ask you, what do you want me to do? Yeah, exactly. At that yeah. point, don't sit there and go, I don't know. You sit yeah. there and you tell them what you want. Like, yeah, you otherwise, want the diagnosis. Otherwise, they'll just send you home with some fucking paracetamol and be like, literally. Enjoy. <laughs> um, so the first part of this this post was um how to talk to them for a bit of backstory as you know me and grace have both been in the medical field before and i'm a dementia nursing associate so there's quite a lot of medical between me and grace my mum is also a registered nurse of many years Mm -hmm. Uh, my mum runs care homes now and she's worked in a e she's worked in the ambulance service um and it was basically saying don't tell them that you're medical or like Which, don't don't use doc like don't use to, real talk like don't use the real words like literally act like an idiot act like an idiot yeah. saying act like but an idiot I, and then get told that there's nothing wrong with you and then just accept it <laughs> like like I don't agree with that at all no. because I feel like in my experience I can be like say I, like so the whole like me possibly having sepsis I was having all of these things and in my head I was like hmm sepsis signs. Mm-hmm. But I was also like, nah. But like, we kind of know a little bit more about mm-hmm. what goes on, especially working in the NHS. When you yeah, guys exactly, have. Yeah. We know what it's like working mm-hmm. in the NHS. Like, firsthand, I know, you know, worked in, yeah. like wherever. Yeah. So we know what it's like. Mm-hmm. So if you go in there and you're literally like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah. They're, they're going to be like, to leave. <laughs> They're gonna they're they're gonna be like, well, they haven't done their research, they can't be they can't be that bad. They're probably like, just anxious. That's what they'll say. Yeah, like they probably had one like and it is bad, but they will assume that if you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like if you go in there and be like, I've had this symptom, I know I shouldn't have Googled it, but I have Googled it and also I work in the medical field, or like my mum's a nurse, or like you know, like they they will take you a bit and more even, seriously because they even like not that. I think it's like the part of just like being well informed about your own your symptoms or your like if you have a di- if you don't have a diagnosis, your symptoms, and if you do have a diagnosis, your actual like you need to be informed about what this what this condition t- can do to you, the mm. symptoms, the the signs of it, like the signs that you're coming into a flare up, what f- triggers your flare up what could help your what could help yeah. your like endometriosis like, like and it's important that you know the lingo because unfortunately in this world as crap as it is majority of the gynecologists that I've spoken to tell me that pregnancy or a hysterectomy will cure my endometriosis this is why we need to know more like we should know about yeah. our conditions so well that we go in there and we can correct them and actually say to them you know this isn't the right course of treatment for me. And I know that because it's not working. I've seen this, this, this online, or I've heard of this treatment or, you know, like it's the same thing with like, if they want to do surgery and they say, oh, I want to ablate it. And you say, well, actually I've heard of excision. Can you excise it instead? Like, it's just having that in- information. Yeah. That you know that you mm. can't go in and be like, I don't know what you're doing in my surgery and whatever you do, I don't care. Like you need to know what is going on and you need to understand it yourself like it's so important that you understand everything that's going on because you might be naive to it you might they might do something that you don't actually consent to but you don't know what they're talking about so you do like you need to have informed consent when you're agreeing to treatments and 
surgeries and if you don't if you're not informed how can you give informed consent because your consent yeah. will be on an, on things that you don't even know about it's just yeah it, it's so unrealistic to say that just don't just don't act like you don't know what's going on well no like you need to know what's going on because this is your yeah. life like this is going to be your life forever also going on from what you said about symptoms and stuff in it she said don't name the symptom describe them like i'm not being funny but especially with the nhs i know if private is a bit different but like majority of you mm-hmm. know us are looking for the nhs path mm-hmm. because we don't have hundreds and no. thousands of pounds to spend on no. yeah exactly. our chronic illness that is going to be chronic yeah um they they have 20 minutes for an appointment most yeah. times if it's a full exactly. appointment 20 minutes get to it. if it's a first appointment it's get 40 the minutes point. they yeah. don't have time for you to sat, sit there and be like say you've got flank pain yeah they'll have time for you to sit there and be like i get this little twinging pain and it's kind of here and it's here and it and it they just don't fucking no. have time and for also that. Like, like it's like constipation like what you meant to say hmm, i just haven't been for a shit for like three <laughs> weeks i don't know what that is and they'd be like well that's constipation like <laughs> like just tell them you're constipated like it's not why like, i don't understand like these symptoms aren't weird I words like constipation shit. isn't a weird word <laughs> Um, diarrhea isn't a, a doctor word. Um, UTIs aren't a doctor word. These are all words that we should know because, like, we experience them. It's a weird thing to say that you shouldn't know what your symptoms are. Like, again, be informed. It's a good thing to be informed. It's not a bad it's thing just, at all. Yeah, it's just yeah. Don't, just basically, to... don't go in there acting like an idiot because you will be fobbed off. <laughs> like, yeah, that is the, I've you know. 100% I didn't know much about endo when I first started going to the doctors with all of my symptoms and I got fobbed off with anxiety and functional abdominal pains and then I saw an article about endometriosis a year later I went back with that and they said mm, not sure kept going back about it almost every few months and they were like mm, you might have it we'll put the coil in and then kept going back about it every few months and then in the end I had to pay privately because nobody was listening to me and then finally I had endometriosis. But this is the thing, you the more you am informed, the more they're going to listen to you. It, unfortunately, yeah. you you just have to be informed about it. It's just like anything. You'd inform yourself about a place that you're going on holiday if you were going on holiday there. Like you, It's just a normal thing to know things about what you're going through. You wouldn't just hand your money over to someone like, yeah, and not know a clue about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Like... Yeah, exactly. So the second part of this post or not second part, but second part we want to talk about is how she then went on to say your appearance matters for your appointment. Okay. I've worked in a clinic before, um, specifically a cancer clinic. If someone came in wearing a nice dress, looking lovely, and there's also someone else in the waiting room that look like they just rolled out of bed, they're, they're entitled to exactly the same care. Yeah. And they're not, yeah, they don't deserve treatment any better. And also like, if a doctor if you walk into a doctor's appointment and you've got joggers and a jumper on which i do like 99 of the time that's what i wear they're not, of my yeah, life. they're not gonna say hmm i don't actually want to treat you because you look like shit like they're not that's gonna like say that someone that you know prefers dress like alternatively yeah you know like they've got more of a gothic fashion yeah. or like do you know what i mean and yeah. saying to them you can't wear what you usually wear to an yeah, appointment because you won't because be believed take, yeah you won't be taken seriously like, that's absolute fucking bullshit and i'm sorry that's like saying that okay so maybe someone that has endo but doesn't identify as a woman mm. 
it happens and it is unfortunate when it does happen like my heart does go out to everyone but especially to them because they don't even want to be associated with this body yeah yet they've got this condition that's like saying you've got to go to your appointment dress as the gender that you don't want to identify as yeah exactly because if you go in there dressed as your preferred identity like you're they're going to be like well no like everybody is entitled to the same care yeah exactly if the person that you're seeing is a good enough doctor and a good enough surgeon, a good enough gynecologist, like even a good enough healthcare worker. Yeah. It's literally like me turning up to work tomorrow, got my dementia patients and one wants to wear their pajamas all day and the other one's dressed nicely. Yeah. Me being like, well, because you're in your pajamas, you don't deserve to have care then. Literally. Yeah. Fully. Or I don't. If they're not feeling very well and they're in bed and they want to spend the day in bed, me being like, well, actually, I'm not going to, you know, check your pad today or do any personal care on you because you don't like you deserve it like, obviously yeah. that's never going to happen like everybody that walks through that door of the appointment is entitled to exactly the same yeah exactly surgery. no matter Doesn't what matter you've like. got makeup on or if you've washed your fucking hair or if you yeah. have washed your hair like i think my last gynecology appointment i was actually in my work uniform because i came from work but the one before that yeah i think i literally was wearing like joggers yeah and a hoodie and like when when do you ever go into a&e yeah and you see someone with a chronic pain sort of like us like i've like whenever i, I ever seen anybody on the community going to any looking yeah dressed up exactly. with makeup on yeah and it's like because i just don't understand like where that con- it's the worst advice ever do not go to an appointment that you're probably already stressed out about worrying about what you're going to wear and wearing yeah. something so uncomfortable that it actually puts you in more pain because normally women like women and others people can't well normally you can't wear like jeans or trousers or a suit or a dress because like you don't feel comfortable in it you need to wear things that you feel comfortable in. nine times out of ten they're going to get you on that bed and you're going to have to open your fucking legs you don't want to be wearing uncomfortable it's the stuff whole it's the whole thing as well and like i've been guilty of this in the past now i don't give a fine fuck but yeah. it's like i've got a gynecology appointment oh my god i've got a shave yeah literally yeah yeah like you fucking don't like no seriously you don't like so when I worked with the cancer in the cancer department we had obviously gynecology cancer and the amount of examinations I had to like mm. stand in to be like the second person or whatever and the the women were always like oh I'm so worried I can't shape I used to be like honestly I feel that yeah but they like gynecologists you've got to think their job is literally looking at fannies yeah exactly yeah they like don't to put care. it plainly yeah they look at fannies all day yeah like they have seen every type of fanny you can imagine yeah literally like they don't care they're not no. looking at the outer part they're not looking at your lips or no. labia or whatever yeah, exactly. they're literally purely shoving that speculum up there yeah and having a look inside you yeah exactly i mean maybe have a wash before you go that that's yeah, probably, yeah. You know, that's probably the nicest thing to that, do that's probably a nice thing to do yeah exactly but it's literally like it's the work and like the bottom bit of that post when it was like you need to look you need to look like well enough well enough to you need to look well enough to be believable but not put together that they think you can't possibly be that sick yeah it's a fucking chronic illness yeah like i'm sorry but it's not like we have like boils going out of yeah, our yeah exactly <laughs> yeah like most of the time that... it's an invisible illness so people aren't gonna notice like it's mostly invisible apart from when it isn't and when your scars are out but m- nine times out of ten if mm. you're wearing comfy clothes your scars aren't on show if you know 
nine times out of ten you need to be naked for your scars to be on show or in a bikini and you're not going to rock up to an appointment in a bikini are you but even if you want to yeah do it what you like yeah exactly but like if you want to rock up in a fucking snowsuit rock up in a fucking snowsuit but it's going to take you 10 years to undress so maybe start undressing before you go in yeah yeah it's just like i just think it's the most bizarre and random thing to suggest and also puts more stress on people because they're going to now think that oh shit like i only i'm only going to be believed if i go in a suit and because she did have put a in this post business post to a medical visit i tried it and it works they don't give five shits they probably don't they even don't. look at what you're wearing no they don't they don't it's so ridiculous <laughs> and it's so bizarre to even say anything like that peer like personal sir what is it public service announcement it does not matter what you wear to your appointments full stop do not listen to this shit it's actually like saying if you go to the dentist dress smartly so they look at your teeth properly yeah exactly it's just stupid it's so stupid i remember once i was having a bit of a mental health crisis and i rang the crisis team and they asked me to go to any at the time i was texting like my old work boss not from the hospital from the job before that and she was lovely we got on really well and she literally said to me like make sure you go looking like shit yeah otherwise they won't believe you and yeah. it was like but you can clearly physically see that I'm yeah, in a exactly, fucking crisis yeah. yeah but why why can't I rock up in a dress no exactly because like, yeah. if I'm wearing a dress or I'm wearing a fucking pair of joggers and a hoodie You're like I'm still, still struggling yeah exactly and I think that's the thing like you it doesn't determine like how it, it doesn't det- like if this is the thing if you're not being treated properly because you're wearing joggers that's not your fault that's the doctor's fault like you've got a shit doctor. yeah exactly get another doctor so put, like, to yeah. put it plainly your doctor's yeah. being discriminative it, I, I don't know it's so it's so annoying it's such a bizarre post like as i said if your doctor's treating if your doctor's not treating you because of what you're wearing then get another doctor because that's not your fault that's theirs and they really don't care. They actually don't care. They've got a job to do and that's why they're there. They're not there for a fashion show. Like, do you think it's that? It's the whole thing of like, mm-hmm. <laughs> have to wear business wear. Like, do you think I fucking own business wear? I'm 23 yeah, no, old yeah. and I work in a fucking care room. Do you think I have Sorry. business wear? Sorry, I need to go shopping before my gynae appointment because I need to get a suit. <laughs> no. Oh, Our next Instagram photo together is going to be us in a suit, babe. It has to be. On the way to our gynae appointment. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I saw something else the other day. I didn't know where the post is. But it was like, who's take your appointment? But it's whole post. And her going through, like, everyone in her life that she knew. And she ended up taking, like, her best friend's mum or something. Which if, like, I would literally be one happy yeah. to go with Grace's yeah, mum. Yeah, and vice versa. Yeah, definitely. But that's because I, like, love Grace's mum to yeah. pieces. And I know that, like, the feeling's mutual. Yeah. But she said it's because she was the person that, she felt like knew more and I'm like like I'm quite lucky and like you're quite lucky in the yeah. aspect that like, your mum is quite like knowledgeable about it and my mum's yeah. obviously a nurse and very very knowledgeable about it yeah but if I felt like my dad was the best person to support me even yeah. though he didn't know anything I'd take it's my about dad you, like, yeah my sister is the least medical person I've ever met in my life yeah. you mentioned blood or veins and she's probably on the floor like yeah, in recovery exactly. position already yeah. like yeah but if I felt like she was the one that I needed in my appointment yeah i would take Fully, her yeah like 100 i think like, like that's it doesn't thing, matter like, who you take in no Again, it doesn't matter who you it, are like, who you take my in. dad bless him he's amazing like he literally printed like he not printed we he, love greg he had a newspaper and there's actually an article that he got out of it about endometriosis that i need to read but like he will be the first person to be like 
if he came to appointment with me, he would not have a clue what he was talking about, but he would sit there and be my biggest advocate as much as he could be because he does not want to see me in pain. Like, it doesn't matter if they know anything it's what's going to actually support you like you're there to be to talk about it you just need that support in somebody being like I'm here for you I'm going to be hit I'll interject if you need if you need me to like stick up for you but like they don't need to know anything it's not expected for them to know everything I think it's just I don't know it's just the whole thing about how to present yourself for an appointment yeah it's wrong it's just ignore literally just fucking like don't want to say anymore yeah exactly yeah <laughs> mute it mute, like yeah. mute the word exactly, yeah how to dress for an appointment mute it like just exactly. fucking dress never, how the fuck honestly, you want to dress when i scrolled across onto that i was literally like i never thought i'd see this like ever <laughs> it was like the most ridiculous thing i've ever read in my life but anyway that's one post another post that is just bloody ridiculous and this is what's going on at the moment in endometriosis awareness month People love posting about shit. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything. Yeah, if you don't exactly. have anything decent to post, like that girl's probably posted that and thought, like, she probably sent it, like, I'm sorry, this isn't mine and Grace's friendship. But if Grace would have sent that to me and been like, should I post this? I'd have been like, what the <laughs> yeah, fuck are you on about? Like, exactly. <laughs> like, are you on are you on drugs? Because this is not right. I would be like, are you fucking for real? Yeah. Like just post a fucking selfie and just haven't posted my face in a while that would have been fucking better yeah exactly and like also like did she send that to our friends and be like oh do you like my post because i would have been like what the fuck is that exactly i think always fact check yourself like there's nothing wrong with admitting that you don't know everything but also like and in that and in that kind of space don't post like on it like don't post misinformation like fact check yourself if you think oh I'm not 100% sure on this do some research and find out and if there's not enough research hold off on it don't post it like because you could be causing a lot of people issues it's just so unnecessary I've just said something else actually that I did want to talk about Mm -hmm. is the diet culture on endometriosis Mm -hmm. awareness month we would have put a trigger warning in the beginning but this is just another trigger warning um if grace like we're finished about it and then grace will timestamp it so if you want to skip it then we'll skip it because obviously it's quite a intense subject but the diet culture on the instagram community at the moment is ridiculous and for someone that like has struggled with their ink before like i struggled with body dysmorphia quite a lot like for someone that struggles with that and i literally am scrolling like just down my like normal page on instagram and i see all the time like things you should be eating things you shouldn't be eating like mm-hmm. that might work for you yeah and good good but, for you <laughs> good for you and like i've made posts before about like my struggles with my like like eating and but always put a fucking trigger warning and I yeah. can't say that loud enough for everybody like yeah I put trigger warnings on my post even if there's nothing really yeah exactly. trigger warning, yeah, and it's yeah. just a photo of me in my underwear or in my bikini or whatever I will still put a trigger warning because yeah. but it's just the whole diet culture at the moment and I'm seeing all the time is like the keto diet doesn't yeah, work no. scientifically the keto diet if it works to you great but it's one of the worst diets you can yeah, ever go exactly, on yeah because you are literally starving your body and the minute you eat any nutrients you eat like one meal that's not keto then you put all the weight back on so it's but, but also really like it doesn't stop yeah the endo symptoms like no yeah i can hand up say there are things that i eat and there are mm-hmm. things that i drink that definitely do yeah increase like 
caffeine for me. Yeah. Caffeinated coffee. Not really like caffeine in like fizzy drinks, but no, yeah. Coffee. Coffee, yeah. Like coffee beans. Yeah. And spicy foods are the two things for me mm-hmm. that will flare me up. And if I yeah. eat too much gluten, but I do have a gluten intolerance, so that's probably that. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what I don't know but how this to is, word this it. is the difference. Like this is the difference with knowing what triggers you and cutting down on triggers so you don't flare up. Like for example, like I mine is caffeine like bribal so dairy like if I have too much dairy it's a no-go for me like I'm out basically but like I (laughs) not even (laughs) just literally like in agony um but yeah so like doesn't mean I cut down like it's dairy as in like milk like a lot of cheese like like that kind of dairy like doesn't mean I won't have a chocolate bar like I probably that wouldn't help but like it's not so bad in that sense like I can have chocolate but like it's more like milk pure milk and like milk in a coffee milk yeah and you drink coconut right, milk I like yeah I rarely have like a lot of milk in my tea I have like a very yeah, small we, amount we have our tea very similar yeah, quite strong exactly. so like I don't have much in there and like that's my allowance like is in my tea but like I don't have actual milk in any other thing apart from tea now and like that's not because I'm trying to like that's not as a diet that's more of a prevention like and don't like I just feel like as well as them saying like oh this will like they, they say this will change your symptoms like no like just because dairy dairy like not drinking milk works for me doesn't mean it's going to work for Bri just because Bri doesn't eat gluten doesn't like sometimes doesn't mean it's it's not like <laughs> sometimes. thanks for saying sometimes because <laughs> yeah. i mean... go through phases where yeah. i will cut it out and i'll be so good and i'll be like and then literally the next day i'm literally sat here with a fucking domino's miller fourth yeah. just but for like, me that's the thing like gluten i mean i think a heavy amount but of gluten bloats everyone yeah exactly Milk bloats exactly. everyone gluten, to an extent like... is that and it's just like having that well gluten doesn't necessarily put me in like a massive flare whereas like if i had a coffee with a nice coffee with loads of milk i would be in a flare so it's just like having prevention it's not changing your whole eating pattern because of that and also we're allowed to eat stuff that might not agree with us like it just we can't completely change our lives just because it might work and stop saying it's like it will work because not everything works for everyone i feel like, like when you're bloated it does increase the pain and that's a known fact and i personally know that if i sat here now and i ate a whole loaf of bread yeah or i ate a whole pizza like and anyone would be bloated after that, wouldn't but they? That, like, that would be anyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Going on from that, um, this is this. I've just scrolled down said page. If I just mm-hmm. found that one, um, this is someone said I post the top five tools for managing persistent pelvic pain. Keep a pain diary. So well, I've been keeping one for fucking eight <laughs> yeah, exactly. years, and I've still got fucking pain. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily manage your pain, but. Uh... It's just good to take to your doctor's appointments, but it's not going to change anything, unfortunately. Exercise, exercise every day. Oh, I hate that one so much. I literally hate that so much. It's so annoying. That's like the biggest pet peeve of mine is when people tell you to work out and it's like, I can't work out because I'm in pain. And if I work out, I'm going to be in pain. Like, be in pain. Yeah, I go to PT once a week. Especially and- like core yeah like, yeah exactly i feel and like i can do a bit of cardio i can do a bit of legs i can do a bit of arms but the moment i yeah. do yeah exactly 10 yeah. sit-ups like because you're putting pressure on your core yeah like, it's gonna bear the muscles up which are... will then push on the endo so yeah um Next it's one. just like 
yeah I think like I go to PT once a week sometimes I can't even manage that sometimes I have to rearrange sometimes I can't do that but that is my one time that I'm like if I can do this like that's great and yeah I might be in a bit of pain afterwards but it's not that I'm doing it because of my endometriosis I'm doing it because of your mental it's health important for yeah my mental health that's why I'm doing it like it's not for any other reason I'm not trying to cure my endometriosis by working out because that's never going to happen I'm sorry it doesn't work it does not work you cannot yeah. cure your endo by working out <laughs> I love the next one actually I love the next one because mm-hmm. I had a really shit experience with pain management team start a pain training program hi pain you okay <laughs> You're not allowed it. to be painful I today. I hate it so yeah, much. Yeah, do you understand that? Fuck off. Yeah, I thought that was the answer. So when like, I was, when this is like a bit unrelated to pain, but when I was like not eight or nine, I basically bitten by bed bugs, got glandular fever. Then from the glandular fever, I went into chronic fatigue. And I went on this course called the lightning course. And me and my sister laugh about it because my sister went on it when she was like in her 20s. And I went on it when I was like 10. And, my sister um, went on it. Yeah, it's just like, it's just funny. And me and my sister always laugh at it so much because it was so ridiculous that they'd like, they'd put like these little written like posters on the floor and it'd be like, are you going to go to the pit today? Which is like, basically, I'm going to be tired all day and I'm going to sleep all day. Or are you going to live lo- like live the life that you love? And then you like take each step and it's like, one step is like, why am I actually feeling like this? And the next step is, how am I going to stop feeling like this? And then the next step is like, um, I've got really exciting things to do today and the next step is like I'm gonna live the life that I love and it's like so ridiculous I remember like but then like yeah we want that yeah like we can't fucking have that nobody really like then it was almost like because nobody really spoke about like chronic illness but like when I when I had it and like my parents were like I don't really like okay fine Mm. so my parents would like if I woke up in the morning and I was like I'm so tired I can't go to school my parents would be like have you done your lightning process and I was like no it doesn't work and they, they they were like really trying and now they probably think it's bloody ridiculous as well but like that's honestly like we thought that that was like gonna be helpful but it's not like even like me at 10 years old I was like I'm not sure about this I'm really it's not like, sure about this I don't know if you've ever had to do like when I was really struggling with fatigue like beginning end of like endo mm-hmm. probably fi- more fibro now as well and I was just fucking tired because I was full-time college full-time working yeah and having a house like yeah. it's fucking and lot. chronic illness yeah and I had a partner at the time they make you fill out this sheet and it's like blue's like low activity and it's like red's mm. high activity yeah so it's like there was a few like probably like two nights a week I put high activity in the evening you know yeah I'm <laughs> in a fucking do. relationship yeah exactly and they were like well maybe you shouldn't be doing that high activity in the evening I was like what so you don't want me to have no sex life then yeah exactly the next one, we love this one. This is this is my, my favourite one. I think this is my personal absolute favourite. Yeah. Try alternative forms of pain relief. Basically, <laughs> take a herbal bath. The fuck off. Yeah. And then the last one, number five, finish like on a banger. Mm-hmm. Find an activity that helps calm your nervous system. Like you're putting that out there on fucking Instagram for people to fucking see with the hashtag endo treatment. Like you are doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Can't. I wonder what activities they do for uh to calm their nervous system down. So what the fuck calms your nervous system? I'd have to like, shut myself fucking... in a dark room and rock in the corner for anything to happen like that. Yeah, but your <laughs> nervous system's still gonna be fucking running. It doesn't fucking stop. Yeah. If your nervous system stops, you're dead. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I'd so have you're to... telling me to go and like stop my nervous system or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll bring you back on cardiac arrest, and then do you know what? You'll have a flare up because your nervous system's back up and running. So, Jesus. Yeah, Christ. and you've probably got a fucking broken rib as well. Yeah, exactly. Fucking hell. God, oh Instagram's the place. Yeah. It? So, like, yeah, it's not. This is all. This information is just coming out on Endo Awareness Month, which. As we said at the beginning, obviously we're grateful that there's a month, but at the same time, it's just uh it's just gonna be a wealth of misinformation. Um and don't get into that at all. I just yeah. can't have Instagram right now. It's crazy. I've got I've got accounts muted on my Instagram. <laughs> well I'm I'm one just to unfollow if I see something I don't Yeah, like. I know. I'm at that point now as well. So anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed our ranty episode. We love a ranty episode. Um, our and controversial love... opinions. Exactly. And um, we love to squash false information. So we hope you do too. I also Otherwise... just want to like put out there that this episode wasn't to offend anyone. Um, no, not at all. This is more like, we... we're obviously we're laughing about it. We're joking. Like we're, we find it ridiculous and it is ridiculous. But at the same time, like the biggest thing, the biggest reason why we're doing this is to prove that not everything you read is true and let's like stop yeah. spreading misinformation and you know there's things that like we're not 100 percent sure about like ev- there's more things to learn about endometriosis almost every month like there's something else that comes out or there's new research going on like sometimes we don't know everything but we don't post false information like we won't post it if we don't know what we're talking about yeah so it's just like be aware of spreading misinformation and also be aware of like reading or stumbling across misinformation because there is a lot of it out there and it's always if you see something can you not sure like I'll say this, like you can like if you ever see anything and you're not sure and you can't find anything online, like literally send a message to like yeah. either me or you or the gynae waiting room and like we pretty much answer our DMs like within a yeah, day exactly. or two. Like And we'll do our best to there. answer you. And also like if we know it's a false, like we don't you know, there's gonna be times where we don't know what the right fact is, but we know that that definitely is not the right fact. That's the wrong yeah. fact. We'll be able to say to you, well, that's not that's not real. Like, that's fake information. So it's just And like, if you've thought it, someone else would have thought yeah, it. And exactly, like, obviously, yeah. the, the reason we do this podcast is to educate and just share our life and share yeah. our experiences. Exactly, so, yeah. yeah. We love you very much. Thank you for listening, love as you. always. And thank you for the support. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.